0: Hello and welcome to Mosh Pet. I'm Cybeckwith, Beckwith.
1: And I'm Ellie Kumar.
0: And this episode we're doing Perfect Albums. And this album's twenty years old, Ellie.
1: It is. That makes me feel very old and it must make you feel even older.
0: Yeah. I've worked out like it's working out how young I would have been when it came out and then it, all the memories that it brings back. You'd have but, already
1: been, what, like forty five? Mm. <laughs> I was
0: forty four, actually. Would have been no, I was like nineteen,
1: nineteen. So yeah. I mean I must have been about 14. 13 or 14, I think I was.
0: Should we see what the album is?
1: Have you not guessed already?
0: It's Green Day's fifth best album, American Idiot. It's not as good as Insomniac, oh, Nimrod, okay. Kaplunk or Dookie.
1: Okay. It's
0: really good. Like, don't get us wrong, it's really good. But them albums on not turning 20 this year, so... No.
1: And also, like, I love a lot of Green Day songs, but I think American Idiot is a perfect album in that I would listen to the whole album all the way through. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily listen to the other Green Day albums like that.
0: That's why, because I skip. I don't like American Idiot as a song.
1: Oh, okay. Or just that one song. That
0: one. I don't, don't like Wake Me Up When September Ends. I don't listen to that either. Okay. Like, I like it as a song, yeah. and I like American Idiot as a song. I just don't listen to them.
1: Well, we're going to get into that in, in a minute. Don't ruin the episode by giving all the good stuff away. I feel like dinner. people have
0: heard the songs already, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's been 20 years. Someone, Everyone's heard it. I think, though, right, so it's Green Day's fifth best album... But if I listed 100 greatest alternative albums of all time, I would put that probably higher.
1: Interesting. Why?
0: Because it's more accessible to an alternative community. Yes. So I would put Doogie higher, whereas Doogie would probably be third for me because I think Nimrod and Insomniac are better albums. Okay. But if you're doing 100 greatest of all time, you have to put American Idiot in there because it's iconic, it changed the game.
1: Yes. And, I mean, for me and for a lot of people, my kind of age... Not that we're, like, different generations, which is what I nearly said, and then I thought you might be Well, call back me. (laughs) Um, But, like, American Idiot was the first Green Day album that we really kind of got into, because it came out just as we were discovering our alternative side, essentially. And so it was a brand new album, and we were like, right, well, we're going to listen to it all. I remember buying it from Woolworths, and getting the the sleeve notes out and like because it was like a diary and you could and it had all the lyrics in obviously. I've
0: got all the different versions. Yeah. I've got one that's like a book, right? So it's not even in a oh, CD okay. case, it's in a book. I've got that. I got it on vinyl when it first came out. I've bought it on CD multiple times. I've got all the special editions.
1: Well, I, d- I don't know what the special editions. I'm sorry.
0: Just various say, extra tracks on and that. And
1: because that- there are some really good extra tracks which I mean I only found from and I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but the musical of American Idiot, which is fantastic. And it's really good.
0: I went to see it with Newton Faulkner and um, Amelia Lilly, off of, who ended up in Geordie Shaw. Like, they were in it, I didn't go and see it with them too, which is how I saw <laughs> that story. Was, that's
1: what I was picturing in my head, I was like... Okay, that was that's a nice little gang to go to the theatre in.
0: No, Newton Falkner, who used to have... The dreadlocks. White, yeah, the white guy with dreadlocks. Yes. He was in it. And uh, that last eye she ended up being the awkward one on Geordie Shore.
1: She oh, was from Middlesbrough. She okay. was all like, oh, God, we're kissing in that. It was just like <laughs> the
0: rest of them were like up to the knuckles in yeah. each other and she's just dead awkward, oh. bless her. But she was in American Idiot. Yeah. It was good. The, uh, the American version looks much better, though. Like It wasn't as good as the videos I've seen of oh, the American okay. version. The American version had John Gallagher Jr. in, who is a wonderful actor. Okay. It's in the newsroom, which is a really good TV show. I've not seen it. You should watch us about journalism.
1: Okay, I like it. It's
0: right up your street. Fair enough. How have you not seen that, actually? It's, like, it's genuinely brilliant.
1: Because I only watch repeats of Friends and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No,
0: watch, right, we'll come back to Green Day. watch The Newsroom. It's, like, the best thing I've ever seen about journalism. It's written by Aaron Sorkin, who is a phenomenal writer, And it shows the importance of news. There's a bit, with Dev Patel's in it, and Dev Patel's amazing. And Dev Patel talks about, he's a British character on it, and he talks about being in the London bombings, and his instant reaction when everyone was screaming, panicking, was to get out his phone. And uh, the character played by uh, Jeff Daniels, Who is the main guy? And he says that's because you're a reporter. And it's like, I imagine for you in your field, that would feel really inspiring to see. That
1: does sound cool. Oh,
0: it's so good.
1: I would not be good in like an emergency, though. My instinct would not be to like start reporting, it would be to cry and hide under a chair.
0: That's because you're a person first, reporter second. That's fair (laughs) enough, I think.
1: (laughs) But anyway, Green Day.
0: Green Day. So yeah, fifth best Green Day album. Okay. One of, I would say, probably 10 most important alternative albums of all time. though.
1: Yes. No, I definitely agree that it's important and that it's one of those that everybody knows it. And everybody, even if you don't really like Green Day, because I've got quite a few friends who are like, oh, I'm not that into Green Day. But then you ask what bands they like and all those bands are influenced by Green Day
0: and it was around the time of like emo so the, the black and red colour scheme that they cottoned on to was very makeup Romance it's as Billy Joe Armstrong got proper lush as well
1: yes because it's when he had his teeth fixed
0: had his teeth fixed and yeah. got really skinny yeah because he would like way uh, era Green Day he was a little bit chubby I still think he was adorable
1: yeah, he was always he was
0: always cute. But the style-wise, they're impeccable. They've absolutely honed in on it. But interestingly, I reckon Green Day would have split up before this. So I had money on them breaking up. So they were my favorite band of all time. I hated Warning when it came out. Okay. stood on it, broke it. <laughs> listened to it again at me, mates really whole... Stone. I had the CD. Listen the yeah. whole album. Went. This is absolutely dog shit. and this isn't Green Day. I <laughs> Still on the CD, right? Probably I was like fifteen rebelled against them was like that's it and then I got really stoned at my mate house and listened to it again I was like god this is so good and then bought it again but I think think of all that
1: money you wasted
0: stole it probably from (laughs) Woolworths that's why they're out of business now because I didn't buy from them like you did
1: that is true I did used to shoplift sweets from the pick and mix though everyone did that was the level of my shoplifting, though. That was it. I was like, "I'll just take a couple of sweets out of the thing, and then that that'll be enough." And then everyone else I knew was like taking like makeup and CDs and all. all oh that.
0: yeah, I give no shit, to me. I went away, will go right, and I, I bought a little hand fan that broke. And in theory, I should have took it back, went through the tills, and that, and I just went there and look, I'm just going to swap it for this one, and we're just going to go. <laughs> it's just like, "Can you do that?" And I, just, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> a week later, I will go and out business. I'm not saying it was related because it was
1: your fault.
0: Well, for swapping a hand fan, yeah, I probably.
1: So you've destroyed Woolworths, you've destroyed Wilco.
0: Erin robbed from there once as well. She was just holding a thing and I forgot to scan it through the till. <laughs> and she left and she looked dead upset.
1: Oh, my cousin used to do that all the time when she was little. That's she would, and, But it would always be like useless stuff, like toothbrushes and bits of cheese.
0: It's never no good. No. Not like a Green Day album, eh? Oh, on the back. But, right, I think Green Day would have split up before this. So originally... American Idiot wasn't going to be the album they released, they were going to release an album called Cigarettes and Valentines, and we recorded the whole thing, and the master tapes got stolen. Oh. So then they were like, right, we don't know what to do, and it would have just, if you listen to the songs, you can hear them now, they sound very the next step from Warning. Yes. And that would have been the album they made, but...
1: Cigarettes and Valentines, they have released as a, I guess, like a single, or a... they released
0: the song, and yeah. there's songs from that era, and they all just very the next step from Warning. Yeah. And sort of the route they've gone down later on, but... They wouldn't have made American Idiot next. And I think that album would have probably been their last album. The Master tapes okay. got stolen. and they were really sad. And then they went in and they started writing, like, I think Mike Dern first did a track who wrote like a little 30 second bit. And then someone wrote a reaction to that. And then someone else wrote a reaction to that. And then they were like, let's just write a rock opera. Fair. Like what the who yeah. have done. Yeah. And then that's how they started writing American Idiot. But I think as well, on Warning, there's a song called Misery. Yeah. Which is very narrative driven. So I think that gives a throughway into American Idiot. You can see what that they were shows where it
1: came from. Interesting.
0: So I, I reckon they would have broke up if American Idiot hadn't been the album they made. That reinvigorated their career. Yeah. Because it was inventive and it propelled them into like world stardom. Because
1: for me, I've got such a different. I think I have a different response to Green Day anyway than you, because you have it almost more like chronologically following them, whereas mine was here is a band that have done American Idiot. I love this album. What other things sound similar? Which is why I really like the album after that. or well, even though I can't remember the name of it.
0: 21st Century Breakdown, one,
1: one. which so many people hate, but I really like it because it's similar and it's got that kind of narrative. It's, the, it's like a sort of yeah. rock opera again. And I like that sort of music. And then I kind of widened out and I was, I'd listen to other Greener songs and think, this is fine, it's not, you know... Boulevard of Broken Dreams level, like, catchy, but...
0: Last Night on Earth is one of their best songs. That's on 21st Century Breakdown. Yeah. East Jesus as nowhere, which is really good. See? There's loads of Murder City on um, 21st Century yeah, Breakdown. Murder I think it's one of the best Green Day songs. It's the best song on 21st Century yeah. Breakdown.
1: But I I just know a lot of people that are like, oh, that's such a shit album. Because
0: people are idiots, Ellie. Well, and people bad. like to shit on stuff.
1: That is, and it was, it was that thing where, oh, they're really, really popular. So you get a load of, like older fans oh well they've sold out and that's just it's not the same and maybe they were going around stamping on their cds in a in a little tantrum i never
0: said the sold out (laughs) i said i didn't like it i didn't think i'd ever have to listen to it again and actually it's sixth best (laughs) screen american idiot's great what is right this is a question there is a correct answer to what is the best song on american idiot
1: oh okay oh interesting
0: because i think there is a definitive answer
1: for, okay, and I mean I'm saying this not definitively. I'm saying this is this is my opinion. But for me, my favorite song on that album is Give Me an Overcoat.
0: It's a great song, but the correct answer is Letterbomb.
1: Okay, oh, that is good actually. Yeah.
0: It's the best song on the album, yeah. Isn't it? Okay,
1: yeah. all right.
0: See, like, I know it's opinion in that, but it's really good. Give Me Nova Cain's great. The whole album is phenomenal in the way the songs intertwine. Yeah. And I think I've told this story before, but when I first got the album, my drug dealer, who was called G, uh, was a white (laughs) man and dressed like a rapper. It was a whole thing. Did he have dreadlocks?
1: Was it Newton Faulkner?
0: No, he didn't have dreadlocks. It could have been Newton Faulkner. though, now I think about it. Maybe it's before he grew the dreadlocks yeah. in. Uh, so, Eric. me mate, Jay, used to, uh, yeah, used to sell his drugs. Uh, me daughter's going to start listening to the podcast, so I don't want to... Uh, <laughs> so, if you are listening and it was just like weed and pills, not like crack or any of the bad ones, just don't do the bad ones. Weed and pills is fine. Done. Public service announcement. So, we used to sell us drugs, and he gave us a chucky, like dodgy copy of American Idiot, but all the songs were in the wrong order. <laughs> I didn't realize. So do you was,
1: do you remember the order they were in for you?
0: I remember um, Jesus of Suburbia was first because it was a really long song. Okay. And then it was all Higgledy Piggledy. So American Idiot was really later on, and I was like, right. oh, man, but I knew it was a narrative because I'd read loads about it. Yeah. So I knew the narrative was there, but I was like, this is this is. It like, doesn't
1: make sense. It's like a
0: Christopher <laughs> Nolan made American <laughs> Idiot. That that, that would, would be, be good. great
1: maybe we should just let him, well we should let him like it's our decision maybe we should get Chris Ellen to like direct a version of American Idiot well they keep
0: saying they're going to do films of it do they yeah and they never I think somebody own the right, owns the rights I think it might be Will Ferrell's company because they buy the rights to a lot of stuff right because there was a really good band who were around in the pop punk scene in San Francisco the same time as Green Day called the Mr. T Experience a great name for about that's a brilliant, name Um, and Frank Portman, who was Dr. Frank in the Mr. T. Experience, wrote a book called King Dork, which is a coming image tale that references Brighton Rock and Catcher in the Rye. Brilliant book. Uh, Will Farrell's company bought the rights to that, oh, but have never ma- yet made it into a film. Yeah, but Will Farrell's company buys the rights to a lot of stuff the same way I think Seth Rogen's company do now. Interesting, but Seth Rogen goes more comic books. Yeah. And that's how Seth Rogen makes Preacher and The Boys. Yeah, And one of those, Will Ferrell's company owned the rights to first. Oh, I can't okay. remember which one. But they're both Garth Ennis anyway. Yeah. And both Mint and Class. Out. I've
1: never watched Preacher. I've watched The Boys.
0: The Boys are so good. Yes. Have you watched okay. Gen V yet? No. Oh, it's really good.
1: Okay. It's class. Yeah. I was going to watch it over Christmas and then just watched Friends again.
0: I like, you know when telly when the reference Green Day, do you know in the first episode of 24, the young lass who gets like kidnapped or something, she's got a Green Day poster on a wall.
1: I've never seen Twenty Four, and that I'm not gonna watch. No, no offense, but yeah,
0: this when <laughs> only watched a few episodes. Kiefer Sutherland's weird.
1: Yeah, this is what he. This is a bit funny. I'm just like, mm, mm, no thanks.
0: He's good in Lost Boys, wasn't he? Was that him? In yeah. Lost Boys, he's what? the vampire Kiefer is Sutherland. It? No, yeah, oh
1: my god. I don't know who anybody is.
0: You know, he's Donald Sutherland's son as well.
1: No, he's n- Kiefer oh, that Sutherland. That makes sense. <gasps> oh my god. And oh you know
0: Donald God. Sutherland's in a Kate Bush video? No. Yeah, he's in, um, either running up that hill or cloud busting.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Speaking of music videos... Mm-hmm. Um... Jesus of suburbia.
0: All the videos are great, so they're all directed by Samuel Beer, uh-huh. who won loads of awards for directing my Coca-Cola advert and yeah. stuff. He's one of the henchest men I've ever seen in my life. He's fucking huge, right? <laughs> and all the behind-the-music things, he's just in a vest for like no it, like, reason at all. He's all
1: my muscles.
0: Oh, he's a big dude. Amazing. He ended up, I think, I'm sure, and I might be wrong and I'll edit it out if Obviously. so. But he directed Nirvana Smells like Teen Spirit video.
1: Interesting.
0: And then went on direct directed loads of adverts, yeah. loads of music videos. And he directed the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: Oh, nice.
0: With that dude who is in Jackie Earl Haley, who's in um comic book adaptation of The Watchmen.
1: Oh, yeah. He plays Rorschach. Oh, okay. And he
0: plays Freddy Krueger.
1: Again, I've not seen
0: everyone's favourite nonce. The... <laughs> it's weird how kids dress up as Freddy Krueger, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It's Freddy, it's
0: Freddy Krueger's look, though, because that
1: red—it's red, sort of red and green, but oh, like red yeah. brown,
0: yeah. But could easily be—I had red and black jumpers like that, which were very also Dennis the Menace.
1: Yes, they were—they were very green days, what well. like, yeah. It was, yeah. But Jesus Suburbia is, I think, probably my favourite music video. Ever. Really? Yeah.
0: All the videos for that are really, well, like, really, really good. But yeah. That's really well done.
1: It's just so—it's just like perfect. Yeah. And the way it just moves in because obviously there's like mini songs within the song and they all like flow really well and I just love it. And I don't know a lot about I don't watch a lot of film, so I don't know a lot about film but I think it looks really good. It's very cinematic. Yeah. That's my expert opinion.
0: I like how Boulevard of Broken Dreams and Holiday go together because the they and they go that, into each other. But the videos go into each other as well. So did
1: that confuse you when you first saw them? Because you were like, these songs are at different ends of the album.
0: No, by that I'd heard them oh, probably, but right, okay. that, that's what kind of gave it away. When I'm like, but that song, oh, oh yeah. no, and also once I realised me mate was an idiot. Well, there's that. And the pills wore off. I was like, <laughs> this is just shit, and them drugs were shit, and everything's shit. I think I was going to come down to They
1: were just be paracetamol, really, that he'd got from Boots. No, they were fucking good. Like I mean <laughs> they, were,
0: they were definitely pills. Do you know what, right? I was thinking about this today, because I was thinking like I'll, my research for this, Ellie, because I know everything about American India yeah. and everything about Green Day is I was just thinking about G and how he used to sell his pills, right? And pills used to have little pictures on them. Yeah. So because kids do MDMA now and ketamine and other shit drugs, right? They have they don't buy pills as much. Well, but right. you used to buy pills and you used to have little pictures on them. Yeah. And Mitsubishi was a really popular one. So you used to always get like a nice <laughs> bag of Mitsis. Um And we bought once for 100 quid, we got 100 rockets and had a little rocket chip on them, right? <laughs> but there was something, like so we got 100 pills for 100 quid. So you could just like sell them on if you wanted I wouldn't do that because that's illegal. But like you could if you were like a naughty person and they used to have little rocket chips on them, but they had blue specks in, so it was laced with something. I can't remember what, but it used to make you just trip balls. <laughs> like It was proper freaky. I could have imagined the whole Green Day thing through just doing them.
1: Maybe, Well, maybe that's what he was aiming for. Maybe he was like, oh, I'll put them all in the wrong order and then see if the drugs work their magic and you just have a perfect experience.
0: That's too much thought for what he would have put in. <laughs> but what I was thinking is the little hard hand grenade would have been a mint symbol to put that on pills. That would have been
1: so good, wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: I would have done all of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really nice logo, that as well, isn't it? I'm sure loads of people have that tattoo, the little heart hanger. I hang was going to say,
1: because I know you've got quite a few band tattoos. Have you got the heart hanger? No, I've
0: got 86, because it's the best Green Day song. Okay. And I've got the come and clean skeleton thing from the duty album.
1: Right. But we're not going to go too much into that, because we are going to do an episode on band tattoos. So I don't That's
0: wanna... band tattoos. Tattoos of bands, not band yeah. tattoos. tattoos. You not not the illegal tattoos. What would they be?
1: Probably, like, maybe, like...
0: I can tell you one, right? There's um, there's two wrestlers who were twins who used to have SS tattoos.
1: Yeah, oh, they're all banned, yeah, obviously. And
0: they're, like, "What? Tried to explain it was something else. Like, oh, no, it's just snakes. And like, well, it's like it. there
1: was a guy on a TV show, wasn't it? And they had to cut all the, his scenes because he had a Nazi symbol tattooed on his face. And then he said, no, it's not a Nazi symbol. And everyone was like, yes, it is. So they had to cut all his scenes out.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: But then you think how how did it get that far? But they actually filmed it, and they were like, "Oh, we'll just well, so let him let him on."
0: Sometimes people don't check. Do you know what I mean? You just yeah. you're not really going to assume that tattoo on someone's face is a Nazi tattoo.
1: That's true. Anyway, we're not talking about those kind of tattoos, and neither of us have those kind of tattoos. No,
0: Billy Armstrong's got nice tattoos as well. He's got good tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So. I like Billy Armstrongs because he's done what I've done, which is just like random disparate tattoos put together, rather than going for like a full sleeve thing
1: yeah so sort of planned but not planned
0: yeah yeah and all like because loads of them reference bands that he likes and like just he's got nice tattoos and they have a really good aesthetic around this era
1: which is sort of 2004 yeah 2000 yeah it must be yeah it's 20 years isn't it yeah
0: but i used to dress like as well the black shirt red tie skinny jeans eyeliner all
1: the boys in my well because either the boys in my school were either like alternate or they would like I called them chavs. You would probably say chavas. Chavas. Yeah. So the ones that weren't in tracksuit bottoms um, were in skinny jeans and black shirt. Yeah, red tie, black shirt.
0: Nice. Good luck. I I suppose
1: it's quite... You can get it past your mum quite easily. Oh, she's always got a tie on. Oh, very smart.
0: I'd get out past my mum. She's (laughs) a fucking moron.
1: But yeah, for me, like, I mean, it was just that was the start of my... uh, To be fair, like, I think... Green. And I think we probably said this when we talked about Green Day as a band as, as a whole. They were one of the first alternative bands that I listened to, and
0: it was a gateway drug for a lot of yeah, people.
1: It really was, and this. But for me, it was this album, and it was the first time I'd ever really kind of s- heard albums that or, that fit together as an album, and it, actually, that the album itself was important, and it wasn't just ten songs that they liked and had put together because. I mean, at that point, I'd never really heard of a rock opera. I didn't know what that was, apart from, like, Mamma Mia, but, you know.
0: It's <laughs> close enough.
1: It's still pretty good, though. Um, but even then, that's not that's not a, an album that goes in an order. That's lots of other songs. So it was the first time that I'd ever really kind of thought, oh, it actually matters what order... Because, like, like, I mean, I had, like, iTunes, and you would put a CD in, yeah. and it would rip all the songs, and it should have been in order, but, like... The, the original, you'd put it on shuffle and you wouldn't know you'd put it on shuffle, no. like, for months. And so, it was the first time I was like, oh no, this actually has to be in order when you're listening to it, and I, I need to make sure that, like, it's not on shuffle.
0: But, like, my chemical romance and bands, like, that started doing it more, and it was more concept and theme albums, even just thematically. Yeah. It's like comedy, like, loads of comedians will just do a show where it's just the best bits from the club set, and then some people make proper shows. I'm always gravitating towards people who make proper shows, because it's interesting.
1: It's more interesting, isn't it? It's, like... There's like a background to
0: it. And like Green Day have got a new album out now and like they're still going strong and I think that really, that's what invigorated their career is it made something really interesting. And something that gave them, like, they could get a tour and musical out of it. Like, they reached the mainstream. They were on all the talk shows performing. Again, American Idiot, I don't really rate it as a song. But I remember having a VHS full of TV performances then. So they were on VH1 Storytellers. So they play American Idiot and start the full and talk about each song in between the songs. See, that,
1: I love that. That was great. so good.
0: I've got all of the behind the videos. So, again, all of the... If you like videos of Samuel Bear with his arms (laughs) out, I've got endless amount of them on VHS. But they were just on the telly constantly. It was, like, the biggest stream of just constant stuff because that's when music channels were still a thing.
1: Yeah. And it was, and that's why the videos are so important as well because they were putting them on music channels. Yeah. Like, Kerrang! What was it? Skuzz. Skuzz. Do you remember Skuzz? Yeah. Just like,
0: crazy. even like the box so they get played on like mainstream, yeah. like mainstream music channels. It's just a really good album. Like all the songs on it are great. Like I said, I skip American Idiot but then fair. I was teaching okay. Aaron how to play guitar and that's a really easy song to play yeah. on guitar as all most Green Day songs to be fair a lot of quite easy ones. And I like it's when Green Day are starting to become more of a four-piece, so like Jason White plays with them more regularly then. Yeah. Because they need two guitars. Yeah, then. I
1: suppose you need, yeah. Because
0: of how it sounds. And it's when they start to broaden the band, so they have Jason Freeze playing keyboards. Oh, okay. Who's the bloke who looks a little bit like Michael Stipe, who's always at the back, <laughs> yeah, in the piano. Yes. And he's got like a flat cap on. He is brothers with Josh Freeze, who is the drummer for hire, who's drummed with like loads of famous oh, bands like Guns okay. N' Roses and Perfect Circle used to be able to just hire him through his website, yeah. so you could hire him for, like, any band.
1: Can you just hire him to play any house?
0: I think he plays with the Foo Fighters now. Okay. I don't want them in my house. That would
1: just be fun, though.
0: That would be a laugh. I'd
1: hire him for someone else's house.
0: Yeah? Yeah. And just not tell them.
1: Yeah, and he'd just turn up and play in the drums, and they'd be like,
0: oh, hi. He's one of the most respected drummers going. I've seen him when he drummed with the Vandals. Okay. Or are a really good pop-up yeah. band. Yeah. And then, he's, yeah, he's drummed with a lot, but he's joined the Foo Fighters after Taylor Hawkins oh, okay. died. He uh, like he was the one, I think, his drummers really respect him because he's yeah. just very good. And he's never really played in a settled band. But he was with Guns N' Roses for ages, but I imagine that Axel Rose is a nightmare to yeah, work with. Yeah,
1: that, that would be a, a tough job, I think.
0: This is where, though, because Guns N' Roses are a stadium rock band, right? They're, like, big and grandiose.
1: Yeah. I think
0: this is the moment where Green Day becomes a stadium rock band. I think it's a little bit Springsteen, this album, because of the narratives in it. Yeah. That if you said to me, name three bands you could watch in a stadium, Springsteen would be up there for me. Yes. Green Day. Yeah. Queen. Yeah. My Chemical Romance, I I would.
1: Right, I love my... You know I love My Chemical Romance. I... But then also, I prefer... And I sound like a wanker when I say it, but I prefer older My Chemical Romance stuff when it was more punk-
0: Oh it's much better I when don't it, like the new yeah,
1: stuff I'm not a massive fan of their newer albums um, I just I don't know if my chemical are as good as a, as a stadium band
0: But I think they're, they're, you need a big show
1: Yeah okay Like, and to be fair they do a lot of the yeah, yeah. but because I, I mean I saw Green Day two years ago now at the London Stadium the what the new one I don't know like it's a really long way from anywhere is all I know and it takes fucking ages to get there and get back, um, and it was. And I think uh, to be fair, I've only ever seen Green Day as like stadium shows. I, uh, you know because I've only i only known them for like the last sort of twenty years. realised that so we'll just we'll skip that bit. I'm I'm older than I think, um, and they are so good live. They are such a good live band. Like they're not one of my top favorite bands. But if I had to pick live bands, they would definitely be, like, two or three.
0: Yeah, it's a proper show. Yeah. It's, like, he it doesn't miss a note. No. Musically, they're very good. They put effort in. It's, like, raucous and rowdy, and they'll get kids out of the audience. And they're just a phenomenal band live. I've seen them play this in full as well from start to finish, which is yeah. very nice. Because that tour, they just opened with, well, it's, like, the bullet in the Bible era. Yes. So they would play that in full and then do, like, a little greatest hit section. A couple of covers, and then the then on Queen. We are the champions. Okay, seen them end on that a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, that's good. After a Leeds Festival, when uh, Fifty Cent was on before them, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a.
0: And he threw a show in. I've told combo. you this before. We threw a show into the raft as it bounced off and come back and hit him in the head. It was really Excellent. funny.
1: Fifty Cent did. That. Fifty
0: Cent, yeah, yeah br- brilliant. Of course he did. Good old Fiddy.
1: He is. He's an interesting man.
0: We should do it. No, I'm not doing I'm him.
1: <laughs> I don't know enough about him to talk about him, to be but honest.
0: We know loads about American Idiot, though. we do. Bullet in a Bible as well. So that's like another week and just listen to the album in full.
1: Yes. I think, I'm sure my friend had. Because that's the um, it's a live one. It's the live one, isn't it? Um, M- Milton Keynes Bowl? Yes. Because I was going to say that was where we saw them, but it wasn't. We saw Lingham Park at Milton Keynes Bowl. And it's a really good venue. Like, yeah. it's a really good. For like an outdoor For an outdoor yeah. gig. It's a very good place
0: to sing. I didn't go, I wish I had of. I could have oh. been in the bullet in the Bible thing. But again, it just looked cool then. It it's a really good era. What other songs do you like off American Idiot? What?
1: I like all, like, I like What's the Name, the what? last
0: one. So I didn't write, so that's a right. song that I've really appreciated later on. I liked it. Yes. But as I've got older, I'm like, Jesus, As a teenager,
1: a... I would, because that's the last song, yeah. isn't it? I would literally turn it off.
0: I see him, I'd skip it all the time. But
1: then actually, I don't know, maybe like five or six years ago, I, was, I got back in, I think cause, um, we went to the Hyde Park um, gig that they did, um, which again was like a really nice outdoor yeah. massive show. And so I'd been like practising and like listening to all this stuff again. And I remember listening to that song and thinking, why did I not like this song? Because it's really good. Yeah. And it's just like, it's really like underrated, I think.
0: It is. Yeah. It really is. It's very, because it's quite simple and it's the end and it rounds everything yeah. out. Right? Um, but it comes after Homecoming, which is a, like very similar to like Jesus. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like a really long sort of narrative driven all over song, the place. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, good. But
1: also Boulevard of Broken Dreams, I think.
0: See, I never go back and listen to that one either. Uh,
1: okay, I love that song. I had that as a single before I bought the album.
0: Oh yeah, I've got all the singles from this yeah. album as well. Some really good B-sides around this era. Shoplifter is a B-side, which I think was a B-side on holiday. Uh, okay. It's one of their best B-sides. Yeah. It's really catchy and really poppy.
1: Because I think the B-side on Boulevard of Broken Dreams was a version of Letterbomb. Might have been. So it wasn't like a different song that's not on the album. But, okay. So what? what's your favourite song off the
0: album? Off the album, so I think Letterbomb is yeah, obviously okay. the best. But Holiday is really good. Holiday Because they is could play that good. on nights out, you could play that in a nightclub. Yeah. It's really upbeat. That's great. Um, and then I really like Extraordinary Girl. I think it's very good. That is good. She's a Rebel, that's another one. That's yeah, very good. That's
1: very good. I really like that one. I mean
0: It's just a really good album, isn't it?
1: I like all of the so- like, even the slow so like what's it? Um Are We the Waiting?
0: I like that. That's yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh St Jimmy.
0: That's really good.
1: I really like, and I always forget about that song.
0: They played that on a Halloween once. I remember being out dressed as a Christmas present. X. Too much to explain. Fair. And then, uh, but that was just really chaotic and raucous. Yes. And that's great in the show, like in American yes, Idiot. The show. Yes, that is really
1: good. And there's one and I don't know what the I can't remember off the top of my head what the line is. But there is a line in that song that I really, really love. And like every time it comes on, I have to just like shout it really loudly.
0: But that's, I think this album has the most standalone, really good lines. Uh, so yeah, there's one in Homecoming okay. where he's like, Jimmy died the day he blew his brains yeah. out into the bay. That is phenomenal. The delivery of it's really good. Um, the bit in Letterbomb when he's like, she says, I can't take this place, I'm leaving you tonight. Yeah. She says, I can't take this town, Leave you behind. That is, the delivery of it for being a little bridgey bit is unbelievable.
1: It's also one of the most, like, sing-alongable yeah. albums. Like, and I mean, that's what you know. That's important to me. Is can I sing along really loudly in the car? But
0: that's exactly what I pictured as we were coming today. I had it on while I was getting ready, and you can proper just sing your lungs out to it. Yeah. And Billy Joe has a much better voice than he gets any credit for. Yeah. Which you notice when you try and sing along, because sometimes you'll try and hit the notes, he's hitting and and like, you like. Oh, you can't, and it's yeah. He's got a proper like. On this, his voice is amazing, and it's just really well produced. It's a. Like, it genuinely is a perfect it album. It is a perfect album. That's why I picked it. Good. Lovely. I think that's rounded that out. I that's... think we've
1: said, probably, I mean, to be fair, we could talk about this for hours. I
0: know, and what we've done, right, we went, I think that's the perfect album, and you went, that's the perfect album. And what professionals would do is, that's when the music would come in, the episode yeah. would be over, and people would go, God, that was like a documentary.
1: But no, I but just we've... carried on talking. Yeah, we
0: both kept talking. But I think it's a bloody smasher.
1: Let us know if you agree.
0: Let us know if you didn't, and I can tell you that you're wrong. Also, if you think Letterbomb isn't the best song on this album, you're wrong. And but we
1: want to hear why you don't, you don't agree. I don't
0: want to hear why, I just want you to know you're wrong. And if you think Billy Joe is lusher in any other era than this, you are wrong. Um, if you think Samuel Bear's guns, aren't impressive, <laughs> you are wrong. If you think Mike Dern's guns aren't impressive, you're wrong. I haven't been in the gym today, I'm thinking about arms a lot. Uh, Trey, do you know Trey Cool? Do you know what his real name is?
1: Oh, yeah, and I do know this because obviously they're in the Simpsons movie. Oh, they are. And it's in the credits but because it's his actual name. So it obviously had Billy Joe Armstrong yeah. and then um, Mike Durnt and then it had another name and everyone's like, why? Was it not really him? And I was like, no, that's just his real name.
0: Francis Edwin Wright III. That's it. Do you know what Mike Durnt's original name was? No. Mike Pritchard. Oh, that's boring. But he used to sit and, um like, just strum his go like, Durnt, Durnt, Durnt and that's where the name comes nice. from. Nice. The original drummer, do you know what he was called? No,
1: I didn't know there was another drummer. Also
0: uh, on 39 Smooth oh. and Plunk. Okay. Maybe he's not Kaplunk, no one 39 Smooth. It's John Kiff Meyer, who was called Al Sabranti on the album. Oh, okay. So I get some more Green Day facts in before No, then. I like
1: it because it's one of the. it's a band that I don't know that much about. I just like their songs.
0: How many bands do you reckon were called the American Idiots after this?
1: Oh, so many.
0: Or like the Letter Bombs? Yeah.
1: Especially like. Um,
0: tribute bands. Uh, tribute bands. Yeah, yeah. That
1: would be a, yeah.
0: There's loads of, there's uh, there's a lad I don't know who used to go to the same place as me. He's in a Green Day tribute band now. What's it called? I think it's just called Green Days. Uh, Shit, isn't it?
1: That's less fun.
0: I think, right, you would, if I was going to start a Green Day tribute band, would all dress as very slutty women and would be called the Billy Ho Armstrongs.
1: Nice. Like that. Thank you. Like that a lot.
0: I don't feel like that's the note I want to end
1: <laughs> why
0: no fuck it it is yeah right? great that's the perfect album that's the perfect tribute band
1: we are the Billy Ho Armstrongs
0: just let that cool. go <laughs> out <laughs>